Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast. I'm Dr. Taves and it's my mission to empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. Now I was looking through my podcast episodes and it looks like the most downloaded episode is the one where I talk about the most overlooked cause of headaches and migraines. So what that tells me is you, the listener, are interested in things, one, that you haven't heard before. You want to know the cause of your pain. And the idea that it's coming from your neck is attractive to you. There's a lot of people that uh, I just got off the phone with a uh, patient this morning. It was our initial sort of consultation. And she was telling me that she's believed her neck was the source of pain. She's had neck pain. And no one has really acknowledged that. So if she, if you go to a neurologist, they focus on the migraine, but maybe they don't look at the neck. And, and so there's this sort of like pigeonholing of or separating of symptoms. I also talked to another patient this morning about ear pain and jaw pain and then neck pain and headaches and how you see one provider and they just kind of focus in on the one symptom that is their expertise and then you have to find other providers to maybe address uh, the ear separately from the neck, separately from the, the migraine. But it's not, we're not stepping back and looking at the big picture. So oftentimes people are wanting to, to know that connection, uh, but they're not receiving that information. So what I want to do today is talk about three self-tests that you can do at home that will sort of simplify what I talk about as far as this neck problem leading to headaches and migraines, it will help bring it home to you or personalize it. Because if you can do these self-tests, then you can answer the question of, is this me? Is Dr. Taves talking about my situation? Are my symptoms a neck problem? And when I go over these tests, oftentimes they will be what we'll call positive. So I'll tell you what to look for. And if those things are true for you, it is likely going to mean that your neck is the problem. Okay. Now, if your neck is the problem, it needs to be addressed. The The movement, the loss of movement is likely the source or the pain source. And so we need to address that. And then there's a whole bunch of sort of complications that can arise uh, with headaches and migraines over a longer period of time when you get into chronic pain it's sometimes as simple as just removing the neck problem or improving how the neck moves but oftentimes there's other layers to it so take these tests as um, sort of a way to improve upon your own understanding of your headaches and migraines take it as a way of building your confidence that your neck is the problem because that can be encouraging uh, because what I'm telling you is that there's a solution to that. First thing I want to talk about is what I hear that can be an indicator uh, for patients that that they have a neck problem. That is not normal. Um, So these are things that are not normal for the neck. One, your neck should not hurt if you push on it. So if your neck does hurt when you push on it, that means that there's tension. Those muscles are not happy. Your neck is likely not moving the way it should. The second thing is if you are turning your head to check your blind spot or back out of your driveway and you have to sort of shoulder check uh, or you feel tension through your neck, that is also not normal. So a lot of people will have to do this sort of like rotate through their upper back 
rotate their shoulders to check their blind spot. Um, and your neck should have more mobility than that. It should have about 90 degrees of, of rotation. And oftentimes we can get there, but it just takes a little bit of added mo motion from the upper back or just added stress through the neck. So you should be able to rotate your head to check your blind spot or to back out of your driveway. Okay, so those if you have one of those two things, if your neck is sore when you push on it uh, or if you have difficulty checking your blind spot, uh, those are things I hear that are not normal. Patients assume they're normal, but they're not. Okay, so those are sort of like uh, when I'm talking to people in what we call the subjective or when they're telling me their stories, that's what I hear. Now, I want to go into three things that you can actually do at home and this will give you indication if your neck is the problem. So the first one, I want you to tuck your chin and side bend. Now let me explain what that does. When you tuck your chin, think of yourself as give it, giving yourself like a double chin. Now, so not so much looking down, but just um, sit up nice and tall and then just kind of tuck your chin a little bit. Tucking your chin is actually going to lock out the lower portion of your cervical spine. Now this is where all of the compensation comes from. This is why people with an upper neck problem can still turn their head, look up and down, side to side. It's because the middle and lower segments in the neck, these joints, are picking up the slack. And so when you tuck your chin, you're actually taking up the slack. And so those lower joints are not able to do their job. So you're kind of locking those in place. And then when you side bend, you're isolating that movement to the upper part of the neck. Now this is the area that we truly want to evaluate. And so if you tuck your chin and then side bend, you will feel that it's tight. If you have headaches or migraines, if you have this neck problem, you'll feel this sort of like, oh yeah, that doesn't move very well. And maybe you'll feel that it'll move a little bit better, maybe to the left, but not so well to the right. So what you're getting at here is you're eliminating the compensation pattern that your neck is used to, and you're actually isolating. It's actually the OA joint, so where the head sits on the first bone. Now what should happen here is that that atlas, the first bone, should kind of shift to the left or shift to the right when you're side bending. And so this can be a therapeutic sort of exercise stretch specific to the upper part of the neck. So here's a little bonus material. Do the self-test, tuck your chin, side bend, see which way is tighter. Decide which way is tighter and then keep your chin tucked and just side bend to the right or to the left to that tighter direction uh, 10 times. And then repeat that again 10 times. And you can do that throughout the day. Oftentimes patients will receive this general neck stretching or general range of motion. But this sort of stretch is more specific to the upper part of the neck, which is more helpful. So there you go. There's there's a, a self-test number one and then bonus material. You can take that and turn it into an exercise. And, and we do that all the time in physical therapy. We'll have an assessment or a, an evaluation and what we evaluate, we just turn it right into a treatment. Okay. So there you go. You can start doing that right now while you're listening to me talk about the self-test number two. So self-test number two, this is going to move down the neck. So we just looked at the head sitting on the first bone. We're going to look at the first bone sitting on the second bone, which allows us to rotate. So half of our motion should come from C1 and C2, 45 degrees. When you turn your head to the left or to the right, your full available range of motion should be 90 with half of that coming from C1 and C2. 
So if you just turn your head to the right or to the left, it's not going to be specific to C1 and C2. So what we're going to do is I'll have you side bend all the way. So tip one ear down to the shoulder and then keeping that side bend, you're going to actually look up towards the ceiling. So your nose as it's side bent should then rotate upward. Now what you'll find is that your rotation might be pretty limited. Now just like the first self-test in this one, we're locking out the lower portion of the neck, those joints that are compensating, by side bending. When you side bend, the lower portion of the neck is not able to help out. And so we're isolating C1 and C2. So we are getting as true a measurement as we can of what C1 and C2 are able to do when you side bend and rotate. Now, I find that there's a little bit of wiggle room in there, meaning it's not like you're completely locking out the lower segments. So if you side bend and you can rotate, say, like 20, 25 degrees, you might still be compensating because most patients with headaches and migraines have like zero degrees of rotation through C1 and C2. But even if you side bend and you you just feel like, man, I, I like my neck doesn't feel comfortable. It feels really tight. When I try to turn my head, it just doesn't want to go. Those are That's telling you that C1 and C2 is, is not doing its job. And so there needs to be some work done there. And again, you can turn this. So bonus tip number two, you can turn this right into an exercise. So side bend, find the direction that's tighter when you rotate up towards the ceiling. And then I want you to side bend, rotate, feel a little stretch, come back to the middle, rotate, feel a little stretch, come back to the middle, do that about 10 times. And you can do that on either side. But I want you to repeat that throughout the day. So whenever you think about it, side bend, tip your head up, or tuck your chin and side bend, and that's going to help isolate and stretch either the OA joint or the C1 and C2 joints. Now, I talk about that as being the, un the most overlooked cause of headaches and migraines is a loss of movement in those areas. And so not only is it a self-test, but you can use it as an exercise that I would encourage you to. Now, a sort of side note here is if you are at home doing these neck stretches where you're like pulling your head to the side or turning your ear, your nose down towards your armpit and pulling down on your neck, I am actually not a fan of those because they're not specific enough to the joints that need to be mobilized or stretched. And they're just kind of pulling on the neck when it's already sort of like overworked, stressed out. There's segments in the neck that um, are having to do double the work and so you're just kind of like pulling on those there is some therapeutic effect to that so if if you do it and you're like hey i love those then you can keep doing it but in general i like my patients to to do these more specific exercises that isolate the upper part of the neck now tip number three or self-evaluation or self-test number three this is this is probably the biggest indicator of patients with headaches and migraines having a neck problem. And I remember a while back, I was, I was looking into the different uh, symptoms associated with migraines. And of course, what we talk about are the nausea, sensitivities to lights and sounds, the visual disturbance or the aura. And what I found was that neck pain is if I remember right, it's it's somewhere around like 70% of migraine patients will report neck pain. Now that is more 
I don't want to misspeak here because I'm doing this from memory, but I believe it was more a greater association with neck pain than it was to, um, let's say, nausea or the sensitivities to lights and sounds, which are like the staple of migraines. And so what it's telling us is that there are the, the majority of migraine sufferers are not necessarily doing this test. They're just going, they're, they're maybe responding to this research study and, and saying that they have and reporting that they have neck pain. And so what they've done is just put it in the associated symptoms category, but they're not moving it into the like primary target symptom category, of course, because the, the head pain is throbbing. So they do all these images to rule things out in the head. But it's telling us that you, the listener who's had migraines, who hasn't had someone evaluate or treat your neck appropriately, you know that your neck hurts and you know that your neck is a problem, especially when you have migraines, your neck can be really painful. So this third self-test is essentially just take your thumb and kind of at your hairline at the base of the skull, top part of your neck, I probably don't have to describe much more than that because you all know what I'm talking about. But if you push there, you're going to feel a sensitive spot. You might even feel a little knot. Maybe your uh, your spouse has like sort of massaged that area or maybe you massage that area because when it's bad enough, you just you just want that pain to go away. And oftentimes the type of headache that I get excited about because these patients typically do really well is when they have pain at the base of the skull and it wraps up and around the head and rests kind of behind the eye. But the base of the skull, that spot there at the top of the neck, that's where the pain comes from. So this is the easiest self-test, but if you just put your thumb there and put a little pressure, and if that's like, ow, I don't like that, and it kind of shoots into my head, um, or I find a trigger point and that's really sensitive, that's not that's not a normal thing. Well, let me back up. It might be common. It might be normal in the sense that uh, it is common. But as far as the how the body should function, there should not be pain there. So what what I tell my first time patients when I'm evaluating their neck and it's it's really sensitive when I'm working on the upper part of the neck, I tell them that when we're done with this process, I don't want that to be painful at all. And they almost can't even imagine what that would feel like and or believe that that can be a reality because it is so sensitive. And they just assume that everyone walking around on the street has like these sensitive spots. And like I said, they might be common and even people without headaches or migraines can still have this neck problem and pain in the upper part of the neck. But that doesn't mean that that's normal. And when I say normal, I mean, you're thinking that it's not something that necessarily needs to be treated. It does need to be treated. Normal muscle tissue, when we push on it, so if you push on your shoulder, kind of your deltoid, the upper part of your shoulder, I do this all the time. If you push on your shoulder, you can push as hard as you want, and it might hurt like a little, but with that much pressure, it, it oftentimes it just feels like pressure, and that's what a muscle should feel like. It shouldn't be painful. And typically when you push on the upper part of the neck for a headache or migraine sufferer, um, it doesn't take a whole lot of pressure. And you're like, wow, that, that's really sensitive. And it kind of like irritated my neck. So whether you've done that yourself, whether a massage therapist has poked on that area, whether you've been to a PT that kind of did this uh, traction type thing, um, whatever it is that, that's indicated that your neck has an issue, I want you to pay attention to that. 
because that sensitivity is basically a symptom of this underlying loss of movement in the neck and that's C1 and C2 with rotation and that's the head sitting on the first bone with nodding which you can evaluate with those first two self-tests but this third self-test if that's positive if you push on it and it's painful then you need to get your neck addressed you need to have your neck worked on if you're going to solve this headache or migraine problem so a few sort of objections that you might be having and that I hear uh, every now and then. Now, with a lot of my patients, and if, if I tell them that their migraine is coming from their neck, they're like, oh yeah, like I, I kind of assumed that in the first place. I do have some people that think that's crazy and they're like, why, why would my neck be the problem? Now, I want you to do these tests and figure out if you are positive with any of these. If your neck feels tight with tucking and side bending or side bending and rotate rotating up or if you put pressure there and it feels sensitive if it's not I want you to know that the most likely source of pain even if right now your neck is not sensitive and you feel like you have pretty good range of motion your neck is likely still the source and this is why you, you need to go see a professional because you you need to flush out these little nuances of movement and different joints that can be triggering pain other than C1 and C2 or the, the head sitting on the first bone. Um, and there's different factors that go into headaches and migraines. And so ruling out the neck on your own is not what I'm suggesting. What I'm suggesting is that you try these things and if they if you see that they're painful or you see that uh, your neck is restricted, then that should encourage you to go find a provider. But I'm not encouraging the opposite where if, if these things aren't true, um, that your neck's fine, you don't need to listen to me anymore. I would encourage you to keep listening because likely the things I have to say will help you. And if you can pr find a provider that can do what I do, that will help you as well. All right, so there's my three self-tests for you at home. Hopefully you just went through them while you were listening to this podcast. You know, I would love any sort of feedback from you guys, and there's a couple ways you can do that. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram uh, at Novera Headache Center. On TikTok, I'm actually under the Headache Doctor, and uh, I post videos several times a week. I try to do it daily, but sometimes work and helping people gets in the way. And then you can also message us uh, our hello at Novera Headache Center dot com email is there and that goes to Tila and then she'll forward me anything but um, and then the best thing you can do which will help grow this podcast and help me to reach more people is to rate and review the podcast and it doesn't matter which platform you're on uh, just go ahead and do that and that would do me a huge favor but ultimately I want you to see it as a way to get this material if you found it helpful get this material into the hands of someone else who might need it. And then of course, just telling friends and family is a great thing to do as well. So again, I'm, I'm Dr. Taves and this is the Headache Doctor Podcast. And it's my mission to empower you at home with headaches and migraines, to break free from that life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. Thanks again for listening.